0: Diverse voices. Unique sound.
1: Not the same old thing. Different, different.
0: This is NoCo FM.
1: We are all going through a huge change as we are dealing with shelter in place. What are some tools to help you feel better during this time that will help you far beyond the quarantine and potentially change your whole life? Join me for this episode of The Spark as I speak to best-selling author and spiritual guide Heather Christian Strang. We'll be talking today about simple yet amazing things you can do to enlighten your life and improve your every day. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. Talk a little bit about what you've been doing, Christian, during this time, this time
0: that we're all kind of locked down. Yeah, you know, I really truly believe that everything that takes place is presenting us with an opportunity. And I choose to live my life and support my clients, and my community from that place of, how can we see the highest light perspective? So immediately when, when this whole process began, I really went to, okay, what's the highest light or source perspective on what's happening? And how can I show up for this in a way that will support me and living my highest destiny and my highest path? How can I be a light to others who also are experiencing you know, a variety of emotions and, and experiences in their life from this? And what came up for me so strongly and what really anchored me and continues to anchor me is really letting this be an opportunity to deep dive into my emotional content, into everything that came up for me. And and I do this in my life um, in general. But when we have like a big collective, you know, shift, what I believe, as you were talking about earlier, is a great awakening for the collective that means there's even more energy to process for all of us and even more emotionally for all of us to step into. So I really took the opportunity to deep dive into what's coming up for me. How do I entangle this within myself? And then how do I bring that light to others? So what have people been showing up with as your clients and people come to you? what are you finding? Yeah, beautiful. So this really at the start brought up major survival fears for folks, right? So we have fear of disease, fear of death that came up so big for folks. And if you don't have what I would call a fifth dimensional, but we could just call a spiritual perspective or understanding about disease and death, then yes, the, the storyline that was the narrative that was in the collective would be scary. And so there was a ton of fear coming up for people. And some folks, you know, were aware of having really clear beliefs about what they thought death was and what they thought disease was. So they were sort of surprised to find this really intense fear coming up within them. And so that was something we got to working with right away to get clear on, okay, what's the source perspective on the nature of disease? What's the source perspective on death? Do people randomly die? Do people randomly get sick and die? Is getting sick and then dying really the way that it has to go? Like, is that narrative something that wants to be evolved forward? So we really went into the fear and met it as a loving friend and companion and said, okay, what what do you have to tell me about what I believe? And then what's actually true? A source perspective. And that just opened up so much richness for all of us. Because when you look at the fact that I'm afraid of something, it's so important to meet our fears in that place. I'm afraid of things that actually there's no highest light or source-based perspective that would say anyone randomly gets sick and dies. So we had to really, you know, expand ourselves and expand the amount of the light that we let fill ourselves to, to go there and to really see things from a higher perspective. And that really brought everyone so much relief. And then we can get to what's really important, which is we're going through a great awakening. How can I be part of the solution in my own life and for my community?
1: Yeah, as we change that vibrational energy within ourselves and look at what I am grateful for in this moment, like you said, what can I contribute in this moment, that really changes things. So contributing to that collective whole where it's towards healing, towards wholeness, instead of adding to the fear mongering that's going on, so important. For people, Christian, that don't understand
0: source perspective, can you help describe what that is? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for asking that question. That's that's so important. So I don't um, have any particular beliefs about what a higher power is in terms of like, this is what everyone should believe. So I use the term source to just cover sort of uh, the thought forms around a higher power energy. For, for some people, that's going to be God. For other people, that's going to be goddess. For other people, that's going to be the universe for others, it will be source, you know, so use whatever framework feels comfortable for you. But this, when I say source perspective, I mean, the higher power perspective, however you define higher power, it really does not matter to your soul, or, you know, to the powers that be from the highest light, what you believe, what matters is that you're anchored into what's true for you and your highest perspective and and your deep heart. And that's, part of the opportunity we're in right now is really untangling what do I believe and what is just programs that I've taken on from the collective matrix or from religion or from my family system or from the government or from movies and TV and the culture at large. So we have this awesome opportunity to go, wait, is that even mine? Like I'm afraid of this thing. Am, Am I even, is that even mine? Or I have a belief that you know this is true or these people are different than me and we're separate or whatever it is Wait, where did that even come from so opening up that level of curiosity with our beliefs and not just believing like oh if it's in my head it's true right because we know from the last i think it's trimester or at least month of being in utero to age seven A child, we're in total hypnotic state. We're in theta. We are literally just absorbing what our parents think, what our mother thinks, what they believe. Everywhere we go, people have beliefs and things, and we're just a sponge. So a lot of the things that we believe and we're afraid of and we're worried about are just beliefs we took on from other people. They're not even ours. So it's such rich work to start to get curious. About what we think. One of my early mentors, she had a bumper sticker on her car that said, question everything you think. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) how do you question everything you think? If you think it, you know, it must be a real thing. Not at all. So, taking that time to really get curious about the thoughts and beliefs we have is just so important.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that because I just think that is so important. You know, you sharing that, what it reminded me of too, that beautiful technique that you described of really asking yourself, where did I get this? What is the truth around this? Uh, I think Jacob Lieberman is the one that said, if you look in the dictionary, belief is not the same as truth. Those two things are not synonymous. So a belief is just something we've thought over and over again. So it feels like the truth. But it isn't. And your approach also reminds me of Byron Katie's work of loving what is, where you ask yourself, as you have this thought and you hold it and say, Is this the truth? You know, is this true? And then you, the second question is, Is this absolutely true? And then, like you're saying, you dive deeper and you say, Who am I when I believe this as a truth? And then, who am I when I no longer hold this as truth? What powerful work, and boy, do I resonate with what you're saying. You know, the whole thing about being sponges the first seven years,
0: and that's where our subconscious belief system comes from, right? That's right. And our subconscious is running 95% of our life. You know, so we—that's how a human is made. That we have all these programs running that we have no conscious awareness of, that are literally fueling our decisions and the actions that we're taking, and we don't even realize it's there. That's why I'm so like enthusiastic, and I know you're so committed as well of doing that work of bringing the dark, the subconscious, what's underneath the surface, to the light, because then. We can live a totally new reality. Like when I th- read that statistic, I was like, what? Like only 5% of our reality is coming from our conscious thoughts. So that's why it's so important. And I know you're so committed to that work, Stephanie, and I am too, of bringing the subconscious what's underneath the surface to the light. And that's how the transformation happens. That's how the great awakening happens. Like each of us are willing to do that work, to get curious, to ask the deeper questions to become friends with our emotions and whatever our thought forms, then we can have a transformation in our own life. And then when more of us do this, so we have a collective transformation, I believe it's what we're all being invited into right now.
1: Absolutely. You know, when you see those videos of what China looks like now, beautiful now they don't have pollution and you can see the blue sky and all these things, it is like whether you call it the divine or the universe or whatever has been calling out, like we need to change something that has to give here. So here we have, again, people can say this is a crisis or this is an opportunity to do some of this deeper work. Now, I, I want to ask you too, just about your own personal journey, because Christian, I'm really interested.
0: How did you get into all this work that you do? <laughs> I mean, it's it, it just... a great question. So, actually, my story is—I would say—maybe not traditional, but probably very similar to many folks who do really deep intuitive work. In that, I had a big health crisis in my life at age twenty-eight. I had a tumor on my ovary. I had to have emergency surgery. It was like the size of a grapefruit. It was like a whole thing. And yeah, I was really traumatic and Western medicine removed it. And then I just got sicker and sicker and no one knew why and they couldn't figure it out. And it was just really stressful. I had about a year of like trying to find solutions and going to naturopaths and Western medicine and trying all these different things. And then I met this woman at a networking event and she told me about these psychic surgeries that happen in Brazil. And the minute she told me about it, I was like, I have to go. And so I went and a woman prayed over me in Portuguese and my whole body healed. And within two weeks, I gained all my weight back So I'd gotten very, very, I couldn't keep on weight. I was very sick. My life force energy, came, everything came back. But as part of that process, I had a moment where I thought I wasn't going to make it about 12 hours after the psychic surgery. I woke up and felt like I was going to die, like my life force is gone. And so I started praying and I said, listen, I will do whatever it takes. Just let me live. I I started praying to God. I hadn't prayed in maybe six years and I just started praying. I'll do whatever you want. I'll be whoever you need me to be. I'll be the person I really am. Just please let me live. And I obviously lived and that set me on a journey. I wanted to understand what had happened. This woman prayed over me and I healed like what? I thought I was going to die. Then I uttered this prayer and just say, I'll do whatever it takes. And then I'm totally like revived within. It took about four days for me to even be able to walk again, but it was an intensive process, but it was like a rebirth, but it opened up so many questions for me. You know, what's really going on in this universe? Things are not what I think they are. What's happening? And I started studying quantum physics and going deep into energy medicine and non-invasive forms of healing and prayer healing and all of that. And then naturally, you have to go to your emotional body, right? I started working with the psychic body or the energetic body and the physical body. But at some point, I started meditating every day, of course, and that was back in 2008. It became clear that I was not feeling my feelings fully and I was not working with my traumas in a way that was really supportive of me. I was having lots of sessions. I was having energy medicine sessions. I had a therapist and all those things, but I wasn't doing that deeper work. And so in 2015, actually, I downloaded into my consciousness this process that helps me and I now share it with others, self-heal, which is to understand my emotions, to get curious, work with them in a new way, to do inner child work, to work with my ancestors to deactivate traumas and to really work with my emotions and become a real partner with my emotional body. So, and that is now I call it the activate your highly sensitive superpowers guide. And that's what became the guide, but I live it and use it almost daily so that I'm staying really clear so I can be a true service to my community, but also so I can enjoy my life and not be ruled by fear or sadness or grief. Not let that run my, my show, not let those old programs be my reality and also not let me take on emotions you know we were talking earlier the collective has been in such fear and myself and most every other intuitive sensitive person i know was waking up in the middle of the night like we were talking about with like feeling all this fear and so i had to learn how to work with that because before that time i thought that was real that was mine so it's just been an incredible process for me. but it's definitely it's been 12 years you know of learning and growing and developing and Creating these practices and processes that are easy that pe- and simple that people can use to become more liberated.
1: I have to say, just from being able to visit with you, we've been able to have conversations a couple times, and I'm so thankful for that. Your light is so incredible, and you are just such a beautiful soul, truly, such a beautiful light, and that work just shines through you. So it gives me the chills and it really resonates in my heart. And I just think, Oh, what a gift. I have this urge to just thank you for doing your work because you truly are that conduit for this.
0: Thank
1: you so much
0: for that beautiful reflection, Stephanie. I, I feel like it's so, I feel such a sense of responsibility, you know, to being as clear as I possibly can be and bringing the light as much as I can. And I'm so grateful for light workers like yourself and all those out there who are saying, okay, we're here to support this great awakening and this change. And to do that, you know, we have to embody it within ourselves. And I was raised in more of a codependent structure. So I didn't understand for a long time that being of true service means first have to embody the energies that I want to be and I want to see in the world. I can't want peace and love for the world and then be in pain and anger and rage within myself. I have to make peace with those emotions and I have to learn how to work with them. So our highest level of service as lightworkers, intuitives, healers, whatever you want to call it, is to embody that which we really wish to see in the world. And through our embodiment, that transformation happens. So we don't have to get anyone there. We just have to be there.
1: I feel like that's something that I talk about on the show a lot is just the importance of allowing ourselves to be priority in our own lives and to really do that inner work first within us. And then that healing, and exactly that, I talk about being a conduit, then for that healing to come through, which comes through us then in concentric circles, it radiates out to our partners and our children and our community. But, and it really can then, as we know through quantum physics, we really are then changing the world and humanity through our own healing. That is the gift that we first offer the world.
0: Yes, I feel so strongly about that because we can go to the grocery store, or the gas station, wherever we're going, and we don't have to say a single word to anyone about their emotions or any of the things we're talking about right now. We can just hold that energy and people respond to it. I've had people come up to me and be like, your, your energy is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm meditating every day and doing really deep work. But <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm just here, you know, like people will feel it. They won't even know what it is. I've had the most surprising, as I'm sure you have and many others have, of people that you wouldn't even expect to know what energy is or what light is. Be like, you are radiating light. What is going on? And so that's like our gift to ourselves, first and foremost. And then everywhere we go, we don't have to say a word for people to receive that transmission. I I mean, all the great masters did this, right? Like Jesus, Buddha, you know, all the the masters that we look up to, we can see they were holding that energy and radiating it. And you don't even necessarily have to say a word for that transmission to be received.
1: I think what's so interesting too, and I just find it so fascinating, is now what we used to consider mystical or even new agey, if you will. What science now is proving through quantum physics is exactly that. That is, as we are together, that we are exchanging these subatomic particles so that we literally are becoming a part of each other. I mean, literally are becoming a part of each other. So that is how, as we do our own work, that we can also help heal those
0: around us. People are influenced by our energy field. I love hearing that. That's so beautiful because we can have those experiences, but for science to actually be able to see, yeah, that's actually what's happening. And that's where we feel that sense of oneness and interconnection. That's what's, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, Stephanie. Thank you.
1: And what's so great is like right now, you and I are probably vibrating, you know, 500 feet off the ground together. And, And so, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it too is without getting too deep into quantum theory or anything, but you think about the theories around time and space. And th- we are together right now, even though you're... I'm on the Oregon coast. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> you're on the Oregon coast. I'm in Colorado in Fort Collins. But that's the beautiful thing about this, right? And I think this is an important thing. And I really want you to speak to this, Christian, if you will, is the importance of connection during this time that we're going through and how people might be able to reach out or get some of these spiritual tools to connect to reconnect
0: to to deeper connect with themselves Yes, I was just writing an email this morning for my community before we came together about this very thing because when we're asked to be in a state of isolation or lockdown or quarantine or whatever we want to call it, it brings up a lot for folks and. One of the things that we can often feel is a feeling that we might have had within us for a long time that we didn't even realize, which is I'm alone. And one of the most powerful messages that my connection to the higher realms has given to me is that you are never alone ever at any time. You are always surrounded by angels and guides who love you. And if you call on them, you can experience that in a greater way. But there is literally all of this beautiful energy available to all of us. So that's the first step to start is to realize we're not alone. And then we also need each other. So it's never this, I think as humans, sometimes we go to one extreme or the other. I know I have throughout my life, like, I'll just do it on my own. Or, oh my God, I need everyone else. You know, so it's this beautiful understanding that we're never alone. Our partnership with ourselves and the divine, however we define it, is so critical to living a joyous, amazing life in whatever circumstances are there. And we need each other. And connection is really important. And that connection, like you're talking about, just us having this conversation, right? It takes everyone who gets to be a part of this conversation higher. It takes us higher. Everyone benefits. And so one of the things that I've been doing is having Zooms with girlfriends and talking through what's happening and supporting each other, even if it's just texting, making sure that we're connecting daily with people that we love and care about. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to the belief that there's anything to be afraid of. I don't believe our bodies are anything to fear or that other people's bodies are anything to fear. And everyone has to honor what feels true for them. So I encourage folks to honor what feels true for them and then make decisions in accordance with that. So I don't feel fear around this. So I make sure I'm connecting with my family in person. In fact, after this, I'm going to spend some time with them and just making sure that we're just taking time to be together, not be talking about everything that's happening in the world necessarily, but to just be together and connect and be appreciation for each other. I think one of the gifts of this time is that we get to realize like how incredible it is to be human to human and just be sharing space and having enlightening conversations Or just being with each other and enjoying each other, baking together, cooking together, whatever it might be, just realizing how much we do need each other and how we are always supported and always have opportunities and options to connect with each other. That if the feelings of self-isolation or what's happening brings up some really uncomfortable emotions, that we can be with those emotions and hold them with love and connect to the divine around us and connect to each other. I think it's so important during this time and and really always for folks to source from their divine empowerment. And so remembering to always get curious when you're told to do something or a country or a religion or a parent or whoever issues a command that you check in with yourself. Wait, does this feel authentic to me? Does this feel true for me? We don't have to just do things because we're told. We want to really recognize our own agency and tune in. Does this feel aligned to me? Does this not feel aligned to me? And then take action on what feels aligned to you. And so I think what's really powerful about the process that I use, one of my main emotional tools that I've been talking about in that guide is that it helps keep you connected to your divine self, to who you really are, so that you can make decisions that are true for you. They don't have to be what's true for everyone else. They don't have to be what anyone told you, but they do need to be In alignment with who you really are. So, we're not self betraying, we're not self abandoning, we're really taking good care of ourselves. And when we do that, again, that allows us to shine the light of who we are and be embodied in our truth.
1: What are one of the tools, Christian, that we can use in checking out that truth? I mean, I've heard you talk about meditation and and asking ourselves these questions. What else do you find really helpful so that we can find those answers inside of us?
0: Absolutely. So a really easy tool that we can all use that's just a great go-to. You can use it no matter where you're at. You can do this check-in. So if anybody wants to do this along with me, you can. Um, But place both your hands on your heart center, just right in the center of your heart. And take a couple of nice deep breaths and imagine that on the inhale, you're gathering up any resistances to knowing your divine truth. And then on the exhale, you're releasing those resistances. And with every exhale, just feel yourself sinking more into your heart center. So that's where your awareness and your attention is going. And I want you to just from that place of being more connected to your heart and being even more in your body, just ask your heart to show you what a total yes feels like through your heart center. You might get images, you might get sensations, you might just have this sense of like energy shooting to the sky. It can come to you, however, there's no wrong way here. And then ask your heart center to show you what a no feels like in your heart. that might feel like a ball dropping. It might feel like a constriction. You might feel the energy go down. However this is communicated to you is perfect. So this is a really simple tool. You know what a yes feels like. You know what a no feels like. And then anytime you're faced with a decision or you receive a command or a demand or a requirement, you can check in. And you can say, does this, whatever it is, serve my highest good? And then you'll either feel that expansive yes or you'll feel that constricted no. And that is your divine answer.
1: Thank you. What a wonderful tool. And just taking that moment, I love that sense of gathering up all the resistance as you breathe in. Beautiful imagery.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. And that's included in the superpowers guide. And it is a go-to that you could just use anywhere at any time And what happens is you do that regularly, you're training yourself. So you may have moments where you don't even have to put your hands on your heart because you'll just feel, you'll feel the heart expansion, you'll feel the heart constriction and you'll know, oh, this is the path forward. And if we let that guide our lives, we will live such extraordinary lives. And I know this from experience personally, and what I see with the folks that I work with and all those who are heart centered beings and are tuning in and letting that the divine guidance lives within us. You know, we've given our power away and said, the doctor can tell me, the politician can tell me, the, the family system, so, you know, the leader of the family system can tell me. And it's really the divine lives within us. And so the more that we nurture that and we have mentors and supporters and tribes, communities that encourage us to do that, the more that this awakening can really manifest into physical form.
1: The American Red Cross urgently needs blood and platelet donations and asks healthy donors to schedule an appointment to give during this coronavirus outbreak. Patients are counting on life-saving transfusions. Visit redcrossblood.org. What makes it so hard for people to really trust, you know, our programming.
0: You know, I was raised in a traditional Christian home and the scripture that they beat into over and over again is the hardest treacherous. You can't trust your heart. You know, they're telling you, you can't trust your heart. So we've got that. Then we have all the messages from media, from family systems, right? Because this gets passed down generationally. So my mom didn't follow her heart. Her mom didn't follow her heart. Her mom didn't, they, they didn't trust their heart. You know, they are just trying to survive. So this stuff gets passed down generationally. It's in our religious belief system. It's in a lot of the spiritual systems. And it's been great to see those fall apart that say like, you know, your trust has to go to this guru or to this person outside of you. And we need supporters and we need mentors and we need wise women and men, right? The indigenous communities know that they've taught us that we need that. But we don't give our power away to those people. We allow it to support our process but we don't put it outside of ourselves. So all of our programs say you can't trust your heart. You know, all the media tells us, no, this is what you want. You want this Pepsi because it's gonna bring you whatever and you want this car because it's gonna bring you whatever and you want your relationship to look like this So or model these toxic relationships. We're given all of this information that totally disconnects us from our heart. So it's just programming. And all you have to do is be willing to unwind that programming and then to take action each day to go into your heart, to meditate, to use spiritual tools and emotional resiliency tools. And you just have to keep showing up each day. And then you're gonna wake up one day and be like, this is my life, this is amazing. You know, I came from total poverty and drama and abuse and I lived the most amazing life that I could have never imagined. Just because I was so committed to my process and to my healing and to like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be who I really am.
1: And I think that is such an inspiring message, Christian, because it really is saying to people, wherever you're at right now in your own healing journey, you can begin right now to live this different life. You can really start making these changes in this present moment.
0: That's exactly right. And it doesn't take long for you to start getting signs that show you you're on the right path. You know, I have folks who come to me that have had like one spiritual awakening experience. They realize that they're not living their true path, that they have no tools, they have nothing. And we just start with these basic processes that we've shared today, and they just start having these incredible unfoldings. So, it's our our inner resolve and our inner commitment and then taking the action to show up that will change everything. You don't have to have crazy experience in Brazil. You don't have to have any, any big cataclysmic anything. You just need to be right here right now and say, I want to be the best version of myself and the most me that I can be in a world that tells me being who I am is not okay.
1: Yeah, that's, it's just so true. And what I keep hearing in my ears as you're talking about this is just what we also read and heard so much from the Bible, which is the kingdom is within. It's like, how did we miss that mark? You know, how did we miss that essential message? And when we go within, yes, exactly, that is it. The divine, this experience of being connected to each other, to the divine, that kingdom is all within us. So part of this I'm hearing is just stopping with all the distractions and talk about the universe giving us what we really need. It's like, okay, guess what, everyone? All these distractions are going away. They're going to be removed. And while some people have really struggled with sitting with themselves for the first time, every single person I work with in my private practice comes to me and says, I'm really learning this about me in this time. And I've really found that I have this strength or this you know, resiliency or this place in my heart, and again, just treasuring the relationships around me, or I'm in a deeper place of gratitude than I've ever been in. So, in essence, what a beautiful gift
0: this has all been. Absolutely. And it really speaks to the fact that we can do that with anything in our life that anything that happens that seems like this horrible thing, or this hard thing, or this thing we've never done before. We will find resiliency where we didn't know it was there. We will find opportunities and messages and miracles where we could have never imagined them. And that's because the divine is in everything. And so humans can make all sorts of mistakes and use their free will to do all kinds of crazy things. But the divine is always there and will always show up if we're willing to receive.
1: Tell us just a little bit more about this activating your highly
0: sensitive superpower. Is this a program, a book? So, it's a guide that you receive that has both audio and written practices that walk you through how to work with any of your emotional content. So, you can take any emotion you feel, any limiting belief you feel, any limiting belief you identify, I should say. Any story you have, you know, this person is this or this situation in the world is this. You can take any story you have, any feeling, belief, and you take it through a multi-step process that I guide you through in audio recordings or you can use in also the of So we have both. However you learn, you've got multiple options and it takes you through a process where you can heal that. You can heal it emotionally. You can heal it by working with your inner child and deactivating any of those aspects. So it takes you through a full process. Then we give you a a step-by-step process for how to heal your body of physical pain, which is incredibly empowering. And so anytime you might have acute pain or chronic pain come up, you can use this process to release the pain and move it through. And then we have a process for how to make intuitive-based decisions that I gave you a little taster of that with the heart-centered connection. So how you can really become empowered in making decisions that truly benefit you. So it's a whole guide. And it's yours forever, ever when you get it. And I literally use this almost every single day, if not every week for the past five, almost six years of my life. And it has brought me back into my body. It has grounded me. It has allowed me to create a really beautiful partnership with my husband. It's allowed me to call in my husband. It's allowed me to take my work as a healer and as a guide to the next level. It's brought so much richness to me because I'm working with me. And partnering with myself, it's the ultimate and emotional availability and intimacy with yourself. So when that happens, then you realize you are a superstar. I, I say this is like for Jedi Masters. You know, it's part of the Jedi Master training because when you have these tools and you know how to work with your emotions and your pain and your wounds, you're unstoppable. So um, I was so inspired to create this guide, and we've had it out for a couple of years and watched hundreds of my clients just have incredible unfoldings and shifts in their life because they're using this tool as like their self-healing. So I call it make it your self-healing session, you know? And then what that also does, Stephanie, that was really mind-blowing for me is that when we're doing our own work so, so beautifully and consistently, then when we go to our therapist or our healer or our spiritual counselor or whatever, we have quantum leaps because we're tending to the fires on the surface and we're tending to a lot of our own content. So then when we come together with another awakened, enlightened being, oh my goodness, the places we go, it's just unbelievable. So there's just so many benefits to doing our own emotional and spiritual work. It's, it's incredible. So where would someone find that? So if you just go to my website, christianstrang.com, you can sign up for one of my free meditations and we can give you more details on it. Or if you go to christianstrang.com, and type in activate your highly sensitive superpowers guide and then put a dash in between each word. Voila, it's there. And uh, you can pick it up, take your life to the next level. I'm also looking at having a a Zoom support group in like May to support people and answer questions that come up for them um, later in May in this month. So um, lots of options for support for folks who really are ready to deep dive with themselves.
1: I, I just want our listening audience to know that we will have that website, if you've missed it, in the show notes. So be sure and check this out. So, Christian, if there's an essential message that you want to leave our, our listeners with, what is it important that needs to come through today?
0: I'm tuning in here for the message I want to leave folks with, and it's to remember your divine beingness. You are love and spirit. In a human form and you've come here with a deep desire to experience all that life has to offer you. You wanted to taste all the tastes and feel all the feels and embody all that is available to you. Remember that you're a divine being and you're here to bring forth the light of who you really are through this beautiful body that you're in. Remember your power. Remember your light. Remember that you came here and that only you have divine authority over your life. May you be blessed in this, and you will be blessed in this.
1: So much of what Christian said really resonated with me about how this is really a time of great awakening. If we utilize this opportunity to do this work of going within, and then we're able to reach out, that is so profound. Because this time, we need each other more than ever before. If we do our own work on ourselves to become more centered and not become so bombarded by all the messages from the media and overwhelmed by the different things that we hear in the news, that we can actually come back in and check in with our own truths. That's one of the ways that we can ground ourselves through doing some of the breath work that we talked about And just putting that hand on your heart and really just feeling in to your heart space and checking out for what christian called your yes or your no and then being able to do those gut checks to see am i aligned with this idea am i aligned with this reality what does my inner self say i think one of the important things to note is that we're much more resilient than we realize and oftentimes even though we're in shelter in place right now we start feeling like we want to be distracted. And when we realize we just can drop in, take a few deep breaths and reground ourselves, we realize that we can get through this, even if it's just moment by moment, breath by breath, as we bring ourselves to the present moment. That's where our point of power lies. And as we do that, we are truly able to deal with whatever's in front of us in a much more resourced way where we're responding instead of reacting to the situation at the moment. So this is really one of the ways that we build resiliency. And I just really want to invite you to start practicing, even just taking 10 minutes to be silent in the morning, 10 minutes that you can listen to a guided meditation, you could do a mantra, you could pray, whatever it is that you wanna do. But what it is, is not having all the distractions. And so you bring yourself into that centered place where every time you go there, it's like strengthening a muscle and you build this muscle of resiliency. And from that place, you are going to be able to reach out and help those around you better. You're going to be able to better help yourself because you're releasing anxiety and fear and you're breathing into a place where your strongest ally lies. And that's the heart of you. Remember, The Spark is your show, too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NoCo Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This has been a production of NOCO FM.